Hello and welcome to the new season of Review Without a Cause, the podcast where I review movies and or TV shows and I pretend to know what I'm saying and or doing. Um, I've been on a little break because summer and self-care, but I'm back with the Loki review. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but I changed the description of the podcast a little on my Insta and on Spotify. If you haven't um, realized it, I'll tell you about it now. I actually um, focused on fandom studies on my university, which obviously makes me be unemployed for life. But I thought it would be cool to kind of add a little bit. I mean, I do that before anyway, but I thought I might as well just add a little bit of the fandom knowledge and what I've seen happening into the podcast. I don't know if any other podcasts do it. I'm not going to be the best at it. I hopefully won't be the worst. So that's a little bit of a change if you want to see it like that. As always, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about um, the movie first. I'm going to talk about who was involved in the cast, the creator, um, the stars, and what you might know them from previously. Um, Then a little review without any spoilers, what I thought, no any explicit information being shared. And then when we go into the spoiler zone, you, I mean, I'll sing a little theme song, so you will know. That's when I'll just drop the tea talk everything explicit. I don't care. That sounds kind of weird. Um, I'll just talk about everything, all the spoilers and so on. So why don't we just go ahead and start um, with the information, basic information about Loki. Loki uh, was a TV series, is the third one, I believe, that it's uh, MCU based on Disney Plus. Disney Plus is a new, well, new, I think a year, more than a year streaming service. Um, and they did promise for phase four of MCU that they were going to come out with some shows. And this is the third one. We've had WandaVision previously. Then we've had um, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And now we have Loki, which is the most anticipated of them all based on, you know, my fandom knowledge and what I've seen, Tumblr, the internet, etc. Because Loki... I mean, it's come out a little bit of a spoiler. There, here it goes. Although if we're in phase four, you should know this already. Loki technically is dead. He died when um, Thanos boarded the um, the ship where he was with Thor, and at the last moment he tried to trick Thanos and saved everybody, but he was killed because he got caught. And that's why everybody was really excited to see coming. Loki coming back he's always a very I'm gonna give you some knowledge about him obviously you love him you you love him in any way Loki is a character that the fandom really loves I mean not only Tom Hiddleston which is already an amazing um actor he is also very loved by the fans I've known a few people who've met him actually uh, always you see always the stories on TikTok because that's my algorithm but I know uh a few people who met him when I was uh, in London and he's really actually very nice and he's just a lovely beautiful man in interviews everybody drools over him so the actor is already very loved by the community and the character is definitely very interesting very um just very theatrical which we are always fans of um just a little information which I thought you might be interested in um Tumblr does this week in review um, where every week they talk about the most tagged or the most shared com- content or tag about um, on Tumblr. And in this week, the 7th, no wait, the 12th of July, which is when the finale came out, uh, Loki was the number one. So it was the number one topic. Um, and the post uh, starts for all time always. So now you know 
it's all Loki centric so that you know how the finale was received by the online community it was big big huge how was the taste like it was mixed people were confused we'll talk about it later um but yeah Loki is definitely a character that is one of the most popular in the MCU I mean I don't know I don't want to say the most popular but definitely up out there and up there. So people were really, fans were really happy when they realized that the there was a show that gonna was gonna come out and that Loki was not mm, literally dead. I mean he is, but not. Um, we're gonna see a lot of content about Loki. So great. Other than Loki in the cast played by Tom Hiddleston, it's um, Owen Wilson playing Mobius. Um, that was a little bit of a secret. Um, black horse I think you could consider that character we'll talk about it later but Mobius the character is also very well received on fans they loved it I mean Owen Wilson is always a running joke wow you know but um, in this case people really love the character Mobius and later we'll talk about some spoilers but um, he was really very popular on Tumblr too then we have uh, Gugu Mbatha Raw. I'm sorry for the pronunciation. She plays Rabona Renslayer. Then we have Sofia Di Martino playing the character Sylvie. We'll talk about her later. Wunmi Mosaku playing Hunter B15. Uh, Tara Strong doing the voice of Miss Minutes. Then um, a lot of people. Then Richard E. Grand playing a character I'm not going to talk about now because it's a bit of a spoiler. Um, and another person that I'm not going to mention yet, um, but you might know who it is, but it's a spoiler, so we're not going to do that. Um, basically, that's the cast. The creator is Michael Waldron, and I believe all the episodes were directed by the same director. It's um, Kate Heron. The good thing about her, I mean, it's a female director, and um, I don't want to like I don't want to look too much into it. I mean, we've already heard about the male gaze, and in this case, I mean, it's not. It's very classy, you know what I mean. It's not done in like a horrible way or like in a very sexually way, like the male gaze usually does. But um, you can kind of tell that the direct, like the episodes were directed by a woman, Kate Heron, because of some ways that he films Loki and the way he, you know, the way she dealt with stuff is really beautiful. Um, she has some stuff to say and she did definitely in the show. So basically that's the information about the show. Um, let's talk a little bit about the show and what I thought about it. Because I think um, that's what you're here for, if you're here. Great. Okay, so little review, no spoilers, you're safe, don't worry. When I heard, I mean, I was really expecting to enjoy Loki and I did enjoy it. There was a lot of information in it. Um, WandaVision, I already talked about it on my Instagram and I do believe I have an episode about this. Um, I did not review The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, but it was really good as well. I mean, it's nothing crazy, it was just a body comedy, body cop comedy in a way. But now I have Loki. And Loki is a big-ass show. He, I think, I believe he was meant to um, come out the first. There was some problem with scheduling, obviously, the pandemic. So we got WandaVision first, which was not meant to be the case. WandaVision was never supposed to open up the universe um, of the Phase 4. I think it was meant to be Black Widow. Um, I'm, I will be reviewing that movie too, I believe. I've already watched it. What do you think? Let me know. Um, but... 
um, Loki was also, I think, one of the initial projects that was meant to open the phase four because it touches on some subjects that we will, um, I cannot discuss yet, but you know which ones they are if you have seen it. Um, so keep in mind that this, I think this is the first show that was supposed to come out to open, but uh, pandemic and post-production, and I don't know if you've realized, but the show had a lot of like effects and I, I mean, it was it looked quite expensive i have to say some episodes i think the third one um looks especially expensive so i don't know maybe it's just me but i really think that was a lot of work and they did amazing based on the circumstances um now now all that said girl um the music by the way amazing um it's just i don't know it gave me goosebumps and it was such a good um like 70s feel mixed with like a detective thing mixed with sci-fi the um composer was natalie holt so a female composer i love to see it there's not that many out there um and she uh has done other soundtracks for like my the honorable woman which is a movie i think in 2014 um my mother and other strangers three girls so she hasn't done like that many famous um titles but this one is definitely a must like, it's so good. If you want to watch the show, just listen to the music. It's really good. And she uses this instrument, which is like the instrument that they use in sci-fi. Um, that it's really, it's like really special to play. Um, I think it's called the theremin. And I've actually had the chance to play it a long time ago. And it's those haunting like, I don't know how that's going to translate through the mic, but um, it looks like every sci-fi scary movie sounds like that. Just Google Theremin, Theremin, um, and it's so amazing how people play because it's in the air. You actually play somehow with the air. I don't know how to explain it, but that's the key of the soundtrack. If you're interested in that special sound that you didn't know what it was, it's a Theremin. Um, Now, show. What did I think? It was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I do... I do understand that there's so much information on this show. I believe there were only six episodes. In my opinion, that was not enough. I think we needed at least one more episode. If not, to um, simmer kind of the last introduced characters I'll talk about later. But I really believe that we needed at least one more ep. I don't know if um, they didn't have the value or they didn't like they didn't plan more than six episodes i mean to be honest it is one of the first rounds to call them um disney plus shows so this is kind of like a test to see if people were really into it if the format was going to translate and also i'm really interested to see how they're going to move it into the big screen because we were introduced to some major topics um and I mean, I don't know how much they're going to repeat again in like actual movies that come out in the theater, but that's going to be not tricky. That's going to be interesting to see because in my opinion, Loki, like although the show was called Loki, it has nothing to do with Loki. Like Loki is only the vehicle to be introduced to the TVA and to everything that's going on in the organization, the way the universe is structured, etc. and introduced to, in my opinion, the biggest villain of phase four. I think this was it. Like, I'm not going to say it's a misleading title, but it is. It's a misleading name, in my opinion. Because even though Loki's a protagonist, he does not feel like the protagonist. I don't know. I haven't counted the screen time he's on comparison in comparison with other characters. 
Um, but I just believe that the name is a bit, I mean, obviously if you call a show Loki, people are going to watch it. Like I said, he's a very popular character. They love the actor as well. He's back. We get to see him. I understand the movement. I understand the action, but I don't think it's fair. <laughs> and I, I mean, you cannot call the show the TVA. That's kind of boring. And people like other than like comic reading fans don't know what it is and what it means. So I understand it, but I, I thought they had an amazing chance to show how eccentric Loki really is. And he goes through a development in the show. I'm not saying he does not. I mean, you see him in the movies and eventually he dies, but he has made a whole journey. He's a different person. And somehow in this show, he manages to do that in a way. But it's not like just because he's a good man now or he, you know, he understands or he goes through some kind of like development or inner development does not mean that he cannot be eccentric and fun a little, <laughs> you know, and it felt a bit of a, like not basic Loki, but he's a diluted version of Loki. And why is that? Because we're introduced to a whole new thing, a whole new setting, a whole new set of rules um, that I to this day do not understand completely. It's the TVA. And I think, um, that makes Loki get a bit, get a bit of a, like a very, uh, I can't talk, a bit lost. They introduced the Loki concept in different ways, thank God, and very um, original because otherwise Loki would be completely lost and then I wouldn't be saying good things about the show in the way, like in relation to the title, but um, they did, they did good in a way. They could have umped the Loki a bit more, but I understand they had to introduce so many new top, like subjects, a whole new universe, to be honest, and um, a set of characters that might be relevant in the future. I don't know. Um, the cast was great. I have no complaints about that. I really don't. I mean, um, the only person that I was kind of like iffy about, and I still am, but I cannot imagine somebody else doing it. It's Sofia Di Martino. I've never seen him in any. I've never seen her in anything else. So I could not tell you. Um, she was in the movie yesterday, which I refused to watch because if you're new to this podcast, you know I don't like um, Lily James and she was in that. Um, and she was also in the, it's a show called Flowers. It looks kind of cool. Um, I don't know her from anything else. So I'm sorry. She's done a few things, um, but it, this is a bit, I mean, it's not a breakthrough role because she's done, she's been in TV for a bit, but it feels like this was a very good project for her to be on. And I, she's a good actress. It's just that her look for the character she's playing, I don't understand it. But I will talk about it later. That's just my own personal opinion. Um, I think she looks... I don't want to be mean. It's not... I mean, obviously, it's not her fault. She's a good actress. Maybe if they had dyed her hair or done something more interesting. I just thought that she looked a bit basic. But it's not her fault, obviously. That's makeup at... Um, and hair department and wardrobe. I don't know. I just 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 a thought. And I loved Owen Wilson. I feel like for me, I mean, I know people like they always joke about him, and they always do the wow. And you've only seen him. That was a very good wow. Um, but you've only seen him in like comedies. I mean, thank not thank God, but he is a Wes Anderson person too, which is nice. Like the Royal Tenenbaums. Like, you've seen him, but it's still a very, like, not comedian, but, like, a very flat character. I don't want to be rude. But, like, The Wedding Crashers, Starkey and Hutch. Like, for me, Owen Wilson is comedy. 
I think he's a very beautiful man and he's a good actor because we've seen it in here. But I think it's so, like, I guess I'm not surprised, like, I'm not familiar with Owen Wilson's filmography um, because I think this is one of the most interesting characters he's played. Like, is that mean? Like, in Midnight in Paris, I don't know, his character are always, like, a little bit basic but mobius is different i like mobius and obviously people loved it too um the fandom perspective on this i don't want to say too much but we'll talk about it in the spoiler zone the mobius tag on tumblr is something else it's filled with fan art it's filled with like now fan fiction about mobius um and people are in love with the character and we're still rooting for him to come back and i think it's crazy how an a-list celebrity that's been on the job for so many years can still play like a refreshing character in a way but it's refreshing because he may and it's owen wilson you know it's linked to the actor and we like owen wilson we do then we have google mbathara i think she does an amazing job i've seen her in something um i just i also love the name I've seen her in the movie Bell, where she plays Dido Elizabeth Bell. It's like a true story about, I think, I don't know if it's the first, but one of the first or the most famous or the most known black um, British lady or something like that. I don't know. She's been in Beyond the Lights. I think that was really good stuff in 2014. Um, She's done some stuff and I like her and she's gorgeous. And the other people are great as well. Sasha Lane, I, I was so disappointed because Sasha Lane plays Hunter C20 um, and she's in three episodes. But like I've seen Sasha Lane and I know what she can do. She was in the movie, um, or I was introduced to her in the movie American Honey in 2016. And she's great. She's a protagonist in this movie. I think she, it was the first movie she ever made and she was uh casted on a beach like she was sunbathing and a casting director or somebody from casting approached her and said hey you want to be in a movie and she thought it was porn i've read that somewhere i don't know and she was like a bit aggressive to the man like leave me the fuck alone um but turns out it was an actual thing which almost never happens and she's been acting ever since which is really funny um but yeah i was kind of disappointed not to see much of sasha lane but she was great in it great show to be in and to have in the credits and i cannot talk about many more actors without going to the spoiler zone overall the ending i'll talk about it later was bitter ending like bittersweet like i understand there's a second season coming for me we needed at least one more episode i'm sorry i understand that the season was packed with information that I needed new rock stars, you know it, we love it, to keep up with everything that was being said. Um, And maybe other people don't care as much. Maybe people are still confused. But I think the show was so packed with information that they missed a little on the eccentric Loki side of it. That it does not have to be related to the mischief bad person. He can be funny and eccentric and 100% Loki without having to be mean and an asshole, you know? We have to find the middle ground. But I think they did give us some in the way that they developed the plot, which I'll talk about later, which I thought was really smart. So if you're a fan of Loki, don't like get too overexcited. Loki's in it. And Tommy Hillstone does an amazing job at acting, honestly, 100%. Um, the music you enjoy, pay attention. There's a lot of information coming your way. And just enjoy the ride, but know that it might have a bitter ending. 
it might end a weird like a weird way but there's a lot of information coming your way and um in interesting stuff being introduced in the mcu that you will have to watch out for in phase four so this is a bit of an introduction to what is to come that is my little review go ahead and watch it if you're into mcu because i don't know how they're gonna introduce it into the cinema um like way i'll talk about it in the spoiler zone because i kind of have an idea um about the research i've done so let's just go into the spoiler zone now i can i cannot hold myself any longer i can't hold it let's talk about all the stuff deep in dirty stuff all out <laughs> all the tea <laughs> Okay, we're back and we're gonna do the spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. So now you know, spoilers are coming. There's no turning back, you're here. The ending was like, what the fuck? Listen, um, it's already confusing enough that the variants are all Loki variants. I thought it was a nice plot twist. I kind of saw it coming because I did my research, sadly, but um, Sofia Martino plays Sylvie, but it, Sylvie is actually a Loki variant. Um, for me, I mean, she's technically Lady Loki, I think she's supposed to be, but she changed her name to Sylvie, which is actually another character in the MCU, like in the comics. So they kind of mixed two characters at once. I don't have a problem with that. I don't really care. But if she's technically Lady Loki, she should look like I know variants. They don't have to look like the original, like their face is changed. But girl, if you're Loki, have dark hair, look more interesting. She looks like a Karen. She looks like very basic. And I go... Like, that haircut even, like, I know it's her real hair, but why didn't you put, like, something else on it? So interesting. Why did they, why did they make that choice, you think? I don't know. I thought it was pretty basic. Like, they didn't put a lot of thought into her outfit, uh, into her look. I don't know. I thought Loki is always a person who loves to look good and loves to express himself through the clothing and through, you know, and then comes Sylvie looking basic as fuck with the haircut as a Karen, looking blonde. <laughs> I thought it was a bit boring, but, you know, I love her. Well, she's fine, Sofia Di Martino. The acting is great. It's just I just thought the makeup department and the hair department could have done a bit better or interesting looking. Maybe there's a reason for her for her looking like this. I don't know. I thought, I mean, if she's been traveling nonstop, makes sense that she has short hair, short, short hair but why is it Karen style? Like, I have that haircut, like, a bit longer. But, and then the blonde, like, if she travels all the time, it would be cool that she has, like, dirt on her face. <laughs> she doesn't have time to clean herself very much. She's, like, a very, like, she has a goal, and the goal is to take over the TVA. I thought that could have been shown on her, like, look a little bit more. But, you know, like, easier to fan art and easier to um, identify in, like, those little puppy figures that they sell that people make a ton of money on i don't know just for the merch you know um mobius let's talk about him let's talk about the big elephant in the room the romantic disgusting stuff that happened so in this series we finally find out although it's already in the comics it's been discussed loki is bisexual I think that's the official title, bisexual. I don't know if pansexual would be also right, but bisexual is a word I've seen on Tumblr and on the fandom and on the, you know, on the media. So Loki is bisexual. They 
all the Loki variants seem to be, at least Sylvie and Loki are, and they discuss about it. And then, I don't know why, I think Kate Heron is the director and she's also a GTBQ+, I'm not sure, but she wanted that, like, that aspect of Loki to be discussed and wanted to confirm for the fandom and for the fans that indeed Loki was part of the LGBTQ plus a whatever sorry community and then <laughs> she says you know what forget about it I'll I'll ship him with the female version of himself which is self-cessed I that's a word I learned um and I feel disgusted by not by the fact that it's himself and it could be seen as like Oh, he finally learned to love himself in every way and wants to take care of himself and blah, blah, blah. I, like, that's kind of cute. But, like, why would you do this? Not because he's bisexual. Does he mean that he has to get with men right away or say something? But, like, with himself? I know it's the ultimate narcissistic move by Loki. And I guess he's so, he has such baggage that only he can get himself but it's just no, it's, it's a no for me, fam. And the people on Tumblr, on the fandom, were divided. So some of them were really happy that Loki found the, a way of loving himself, which is just masturbation. And other people were shipping him with Mobius because, listen, if there's two male characters um, and there's some room for interpretation, on Tumblr, people will go and they will ship off. And I ship them too. I'm there with you. Like... The way, I don't know how Kate Heron filmed it and how she encoded that relationship, but on Tumblr, on the fandom, we decoded it as homoerotic energy. And that's how it got interpreted. And that's how we saw it. I completely agree with that reading. You might not. That's the whole point. The people um, make the content and then the fandom just interprets it the way they want. But they, in this case, I thought... Um, I thought that reading was pretty accurate and got me. So, I don't know. It was a bit of a waste. We knew it was not going to happen. But that kiss with Sylvia was the most disgusting thing I've heard. The only thing that it has redemption is because Sylvie was kind of playing Loki in that moment to get his guard to fall so that she could just make him go away. We can finally talk about the villain in this um, show, which I have a problem with. Um, the character um, is not official yet. So the um, the character technically is the he who remains, which, I mean, there's this introduction at the beginning of the episode and you see that there's the, uh, the three members, what is it called? The timekeepers, the three timekeepers that keep everything in check. And there's the he who remains, who is um, the one who's like at the end of time and oversees everything, like a manager in a branch, in a store. Um, but then there's a reading and the fact that Jonathan Majors, who plays He Who Remains, mentions he was once a conqueror. And then we see some tips and bits throughout the show um, that he could be playing Kang the Conqueror. Um, and then later it's confirmed it's um it's already out there that jonathan majors will be in the new ant-man movie quantumania i think it's called and his character is gonna be kang so it's not officially said people have not like in the show they didn't say the name i think they're waiting for a theatrical release to give it away 
But if you go to IMDb and go for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, the movie, there is Jonathan Majors listed as Kang the Conqueror. So maybe it's only one of the variants, but I think uh, Kang the Conqueror is the individual, and then the variants are the ones who are coming um, to destroy all of the timelines. And one of the time, on one of the variants is the He Who Remains. So. The chicken is he who remains, and the egg is Kang the Conqueror, basically. Um, I was not surprised by this ending, because obviously I did my research, because I'm a nerd. Um, and I knew it was going to be Kang the... I mean, the, all, everything was pointed to it. Eric Voss from New Rockstars was really on that train, and me too. Honestly, I understand everything. He inter- like Everything he explained, I got it. So I'm happy for him. He's right. Um, I still was disappointed by the way he was introduced because um people were happy like on the fandom people seem to like him jonathan majors it's really well liked i think i mean he's done great amazing stuff i'm not familiar with his work i have not seen lovecraft country which i've heard it's great the last man in san francisco he was also in it white boy rick when we rise like he's been in a lot of stuff um this couple years and he's on the rise baby he's on the rise and now that he's in the mcu i think he's been announced to be in the third creed movie with boxing that's a thing that people love not me but i guess that will take you somewhere so he's getting so much work so i'm happy for him and he is good in this it's just that ever since that's the only reference i have ever since sherlock came out Remember Sherlock, remember Moriarty, remember amazing, I think it's Andrew Scott who plays Moriarty. I don't think, I'm quite sure, I'm in love with a man, I was just playing chill. Andrew Scott plays um, Moriarty, and every time you play a villain, even though it's not how psychopath people react to things, people have or think that it's more terrifying than a villain is like cocky and funny in a way and fe- like fears nothing and it's like has charisma because it's really scared when a batman and a villain has charisma and i mean ted bundy apparently he was charismatic go f- he's a piece of shit but for me sometimes a good no expression face is really scarier than a man who's like joking and laughing like that crutch um, I don't know if that word is right, that crutch of villains of smiling and like joking around, it's gone a bit old and it's very difficult to make that refreshing to see nowadays. I could give you a list, I think if I think about it, of villains who were supposed to be scary because they're, they're quirky and smiley and like they have charisma and they joke around, like I'm getting a bit old, they need to have a fresh take on this and I was kind of disappointed to see that that's how they were gonna play it and then there's the big reveal where um, He Who Remains explains in, in like a animation way uh, how it all created, how TVA started and the actual truth which is he was the one who discovered the technology. Him and the other variants, which were also discovering the same technology, got in contact with each other. And eventually they were fighting over the technology. And he, to make sure that not the other variants were coming for him or for the uh, timeline, then created the TVA. So he's scared of himself, which, oh, so deep. I just thought, for me, talking is talking. 
for me, you can tell me that a thousand years ago, you killed people, um, um, I'm sorry, raped women and killed children. That means nothing. Words are words. I want to see it. And just because you make a little animation thing on the table, which was really cute, and I guess it's an original way of exploring it, although not really, um, that um, is kind of not enough for me. If we're talking, because we are, about the villain of Phase 4, because, I mean, he's going to be in Ant-Man Quantumania, He's the one who introduced the multiverse. We know that in WandaVision, she already opened something with um, the, um, the multiverse. And then we're going to have Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. Obviously, the next phase has to do with the multiverse and has to be maybe with Kang being the ultimate villain or maybe him playing a big part. But he's supposed to be, and I quote, because that really like made me angry. Loki said, I've seen He Who Remains, whatever. He's a terrifying. Was he terrifying? Not to me. Not to me, just because you see an animation of someone on the... And they tell you, oh, a long time ago, blah, 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 and I did this. And I think I would have appreciated how like cruel, in a way, TVA is if I ha had time to process, because I didn't have time. There were six episodes packed with information, and I was trying to get my head around the very end topic, and then now I have to think about the ethical pro like problems and issues that could arise. And I understand Sylvie was there to like be the portrait, like the portrait um, of you know what happens when you're taking off your um, timeline and how children suffer and families are torn apart. Blah blah. Not enough for me. He's meant to be like this big ass thing in control of the universe, and he looked like a normal guy. Um, and I posted it on Tumblr and some people agreed with me and I said um, that it was kind of like, not a, not underwhelming, but that I needed something, some visual of him like killing actual children, I don't know, or moving stuff around or I don't know, something else. Um, and someone said, yeah, but that, like I said, he's all talk and no walk. In a way, I said that. And somebody said... Yeah, but the walk is in the past. And I thought, I don't care that's in the past. You have to show me. I cannot just assume he was a bad person. We we come from a villain who is Thanos. And Thanos, I mean, it's not the first villain to do so, but it's one of the few villains who actually make sense and who have an actual reason to be the way they are. And in this case, um, he who remains, or Kang, I don't, like, he just wanted this technology and he wanted to, you know, um explore the universe and then he played himself like for me that's not a recent enough i don't find him as terrifying i think it's not as a compelling story obviously we're gonna learn more about him because he's gonna be introduced into the phase four like properly in a theatrical release because you have to keep in mind that um all the information that comes out on the like on the disney plus shows we have to pros like we have to learn, or I'm very curious to see this. How they're gonna translate all the information from the Disney Plus shows to the theatrical like movies without the the audience missing anything? I don't know how they're gonna do that um, because already WandaVision, already something happened with the multiverse, um, and then. We got a little wink with that Evan Peters disaster. <laughs> no, I love him, but you know, you know what I'm talking about uh, with the Quicksilver. Um, and now we have this major, major thing that happened, but it's on TV. 
it's like on video on demand. So I guess we're going to see like a different side of somebody else's movie. And then at the end or throughout something happens and you as a major fan connect. Oh, this is when uh, Sylvie killed uh, He Who Remains, which dumb thing to do, but okay. Um, I think I'm just really interested to how they're going to do it. Really, really interested. Cannot wait because it's the ultimate transmedia storytelling um, in a way that I don't know if people have seen it before. I think they're going to be fine because, I mean, people love the shows and they're watching it. But I don't know. I think it's see how it's going to happen. I really thought that maybe it wasn't Kang and it was just classic Loki the one who was in charge and he was the one who was he who remains plastic loki was played by richard e grand but it wasn't him richard e grand did a great job um glorious purpose uh so sad that he died i was really rooting for him to you know come with us for a little bit longer but you know that's the way it goes yeah the the villain is not enough for me and then um Loki is pushed away in a way and then he lands in TVA and he goes running to movies and it's like oh my god this terrifying thing just happened which I disagree with agree to disagree and then he's like okay you're an analyst who are you so he landed in a different TVA which means at the beginning there was only one TVA who was in the center of everything and now it's ultimate chaos because we have more than one TVA oh my god and that's how you know that things are fucked up I don't know what they're gonna do I'm interested to see it, I think. But yeah, um, those are all my thoughts. There were a lot of them. I'm so sorry. I get to be back. Um, I'm going to try to upload as soon as possible, but there's going to be some traveling soon. Uh, home, having been there for six, uh, seven months, so it's going to be good. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to discuss it with me, insult me or whatever, go to my Instagram at uh, Review Without a Podcast. And then if you want to write me personally, my personal account is at sarcastic dimples. If you want to write me an email for some reason, I don't, I don't know. Send me some money. Um, no, send me some like brochure or like a discount. That'd be great. Review without a cost at gmail.com. And if you do want to send me money, go to anchor. Um, anchor? No, that's not it. Go to um, patreon.com slash review without a cost. And you'll find me there. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for that. I have blah blah blah. Goodbye. Thank you so much for keeping up with me. Good to be back. Bye.